With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This Chicken Nick podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, FNBO. FNBO offering new Husker Visa debit cards. A few options to choose from. And as a Husker fan card holder, you're automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. Open a checking account, free checking, no monthly service fee, no minimum deposit. They've been around for more than 160 years. It's FNBO. Visit FNBO.com slash Chicken Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. This episode of the Chicken Nick podcast is brought to you by Teammate. Teammates is a school-based mentoring program where mentors and mentees meet in school once a week to build a friendship. Teammates serves all kids. Any kid in grades 3 through 12 can be a mentee. To apply, go to teammates.org. They give it off or fake the handoff and they'll go option to Xavier around the edge. 30, 40, 50, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Yes! There's that option pitch, and once Betts made the turn, there was nobody home, and it's a 41-7 Husker lead. What in the world? There is just so much to discuss today. There's just a lot to get to. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're going to get this podcast out on time this week. Look at us. Look at us. The better Nebraska plays, the better we're going to perform in terms of various things with this podcast. We're just a mirror up to Nebraska football. That's all this is. This is all very, very true. I saw this uh, tweet and again, there are people who just need the podcast, and when it doesn't come out on time, for instance, Mitch Sherman <laughs> tweeted out a picture from The Athletic, of course. You should go and subscribe. He does a great job. He tweeted out a picture at 1.25 a.m. Central Time, and it said, last to leave the press box at 1.25 a.m. That's The Athletic somewhere in America every week. And Daniel responds, Wait, were you in the press box by yourself? Jordan responded with, oh, by yourself? <laughs> and that, of course, is reference to a uh, to something that we like. We always do like to uh, clue people into what that is, because some people just don't. Maybe they missed an episode. Maybe right. they haven't paid attention. Catch you up to speed here. That was from the Scotch Frost, a Scotch Frost that we did where Mitch Sherman, last year, during COVID, didn't have his mask on, was asking a question on Zoom post-game from a press box to Scott Frost. I think Scott Frost kind of maybe called him out. I don't know if that's what that was or not, but just said, hey, are you, are you by yourself? So I don't have the original, but I do have 
uh, the Scotch Frost version. This is what it sounded like. I think it happened before that. It was, uh, are you by yourself? I'm sitting in the press box. Yeah. By yourself? Oh, no. There's, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 of us up Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> better with times. That, that was from last year at around this time. And um, so when someone tweeted to him, hey, wait, were you by yourself in the press box? Chick and Nick Show tweeted, how many times a week were you asked this que- are you asked this question, Mitch? And Mitch responds, I don't know, but I'll share with you this text from my daughter two days ago. It doesn't get old. His daughter, Allie, texts her dad, says... My friend Abby said her dad wanted to ask you, are you by yourself? (laughs) Are you by yourself? And Mitch responds with, no, I'm in the press box. I'm sitting in the press box. Allie responds with a laugh. And uh, Mitch does say it's required listening every Monday in the car with the kids. If I listen earlier, the show comes out late. They are not happy about that. Whoa. I'm not happy about that. Got to make sure it's out there. We understand. Right. There's expectation to get it out there. It's a once a week pod. Hey, if there were, if we get more sponsors and there's more drive to it, we'll do more. We'll do two or three a week. But again, we'll cross that bridge when we come. We, We shall. We shall cross that bridge when it comes. I mean, if we get enough sponsors, I mean, we'll do, I don't know, some like 644 episodes a week, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, fans, obviously it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. So good. Tremendous. So good. So there are a lot of places where we could start here. By the way, I do want to say. That I think most people got the joke, but at the start of the about halftime, I did tweet out during the Northwestern game the same exact tweet that I tweeted out the previous week. Jerk, which was given the way that the black shirts are playing, it is really difficult to see a scenario where the Huskers don't win this game. I tweeted that out last week during the Michigan State game, and it was about three or four minutes later that the punt return happened. What in the world? Um, there was someone who tweeted, you hate Nebraska, don't you? Like, it was just someone obviously didn't understand, but most people did. Was that okay? Like, I'm well, just, I think this is going to become a thing. I'm going to do it during every game that's a blowout if Nebraska does blow out. Look at you, just, just staring, staring a black cat, staring fate <laughs> right in the eye and just tempting it. Because for me, I I I hit pause at halftime and you know did fatherly duties, got the kiddos ready for bed, you know all that sort of stuff, and then so I was I was late to seeing that tweet or in the moment I would have I I potentially would have McKinneyed it or Scott Frost it. I mean, at at this point you got you got two to chart to chart choices to make with where you want to go with it, but. If you, I mean, listen, you feel confident in tempting fate like that, upsetting a bunch of people, by all means, go right ahead. There are some people who said, oh, Captain Obvious there, great, make a bold. You know, there's going to be people who don't, who you, didn't you see the tweet it. last you week. Missed <laughs> you missed it. You, you missed, missed it. You missed it. Oh, and out of my timeline. 
You yeah, missed it. You it went over your head then. Yeah. Oh, it went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like Dita, she gets it. She gets she it. Gets she gets it. it. You yeah, missed it. She, uh, I believe, works for Nebraska Realty. Um, and I think, I say I think because her banner says Nebraska Realty. She sold, <laughs> like, I don't know, some, like, 644 homes last year, whatever it is. Obviously, it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. But Thank you, Nick. Uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm, Nebraska's committed to the option. Against Northwestern, I'm committed to working in Nick Henrich as many as many times as possible. Okay, it's all fine. That's all fine. Um, but she, after I tweeted that, she had a great response. Hers was when I tweeted that thing about Nebraska not gonna win and not gonna lose. She tweeted, "What in the world? What in the world?" <laughs> That's great. That's great. That was good. So, a lot of ways we could go. Yeah. Uh, we started with, you know, my tweet and those things. Mm-hmm. There is something that oh, yeah. I, someone tweeted at me during the game, tweeted at the show, and it was only one or two tweets. So it was obviously you had to be at the game to to understand what was happening. And I didn't. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And the tweet was about you being a part of the tunnel walk for the Northwestern game. Now, were you in full uniform? Were you... <laughs> I let us out. Were you, were you doing the day-by-day, you know, <laughs> chant that they, they do before the game? Were you waving Scott Frost <laughs> through the tunnel? <laughs> what happened? So, and I how wish... how did you find out? Like, you were at the game, right? No. No, I no was you were at, at the home. game. I, w- I was at home... You're a family man. You don't go out anymore. Uh, you know, the, it's it's can be tough. I haven't been to a game in, I don't know, like 644 days, whatever it's been. Obviously, it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but. <laughs> okay, I would bow to everybody right now, but you guys get what I'm doing here. So, I'm sitting on my Tim couch. There is no reason hey. for you to keep going back to Henrich like this. There's no reason to do this. You keep every question I ask you, you're going to bring it back hey. to Nick Henrich. I set a goal before the pod started <laughs> to work in Nick Henrich and his drop, I don't know, like 644 oh, times or whatever it is. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. Ah. No, so, okay, so I'm sitting on my Tim couch, toes about to meet leather, and all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. Dirk Chatlin simply tweets at me, at, at, um, dot, dot, dot. Sam McEwen tweeted something to the effect of, pretty sure, just heard Nick Baugh's voice on the tunnel walk. All right, let me get, the, he said, did at Nick Baugh's analysis just make the tunnel walk audio? Sure sounded like it. And then my phone starts blowing up with text messages, and I'm like, "Okay, what is what happened?" Here? Now your blood, now your blood's pumping. Oh, like, whoa! This is you don't know. Someone's telling you you're a part of the tunnel walk. I'm a part it's, of it's the amazing. tunnel walk. A kid born and raised in Lincoln right? who went to I games mean, growing up. You always wanted to be a part of the tunnel walk as a player, but then eventually you knew you weren't talented enough for no, that to happen. I knew. Listen, <laughs> listen. 
it's not surprising that a kid like me grew up wanting to be in the tunnel walk and the closest I ever got was hosting a podcast and they took two sentences from it and put it at the beginning of it. They helped you live out. This was Nick Ma's make-a-wish. I'm looking forward to a a sports center, my wish in July. It's going to be you. It's going to be me. Nick. So, so yeah. So when did you hear the video? Like, walk us through. What I had here? no idea. My brother was at the game, and he was just like, he goes, wasn't paying close attention, but I'm pretty sure I can recognize my brother's voice when he comes over Memorial Stadium sound waves. I'm like, okay, what the heck's going on here? What the heck is this? What the heck is this? What the heck is this? All right. <laughs> so, so, so then, then I finally, I finally get. A portion of the tunnel walk sent to me by our good friends at Herdat and Hale Varsity. Okay. Pat and Chris and those guys, they were able to get a portion. Someone was recording it. I think it was someone with Hale Varsity was recording it on their phone. So I still have not gotten like the true, you know, I got the secondary audio of it, if you will. You know, someone recording it as it's happening over the big screen. And... I'd say a good five, six minutes into the game, I finally get to listen to the tunnel walk. And sure enough, it was your boy pumping up the defense, leading Nebraska out of the tunnel walk. How about that? All right. I have found the video that you found. It's from Hale Varsity, part of the Herdat Corporation. We are... Uh, in bed together. There's a oh, lot of us in bed. A California king size bed. Herdat's got a pillow. Hill Varsity's got a pillow. And let me tell you, we got a pillow too. All of this is true. There's a lot of pillows. Think about the pillows that anyone's wife likes to put on the bed that go unused. Those are all used. All of them. All I'd like to thank the pillows. <laughs> Uncle Joe. All the sports. All right. So I have found the tunnel walk video. Give it to me. So let's listen. And again, only in Nebraska would someone just put a phone up and and record the tunnel walk. Like people just eat it up. They eat it all up, right? So, Mm -hmm. all right. This is the audio from the tunnel walk. Let's listen. Uh, hold on. I need to stop here. There's just, it, for a while, there's just people screaming and yelling Husker power, hey, right? There's you, nothing yeah. going on the screen. Right, but it's exciting. What, it's building it what, up. It, yeah. It's the screen is, I, I tell you, no place in the world is a giant black screen more exciting and more captivating than at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. Would yep. you agree? Oh, totally agree. That screen goes black, and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's going down. Here we go. Yes. It's happening. And then this happened. Let's listen. Okay, and then it would go on to highlights. 
What were you talking about setting the edge there? I want to go back there. I didn't hear the audio really oh, yeah. good. Hold on. Everybody's Guys are willing to set the edge, blow up a lead blocker. Guys are willing to set the edge, blow up a lead blocker. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. And then the stretch was about just how good the defense yes. has been. Yes. And, and they had to finish this off with, with me pointing out that you got to go back to 2009, 2010 to look at a three-game stretch like this defensively. That's really cool. Again, and, and you're, you're the first voice in the tunnel walk. I mean, you have to go back to 0910 to me to, to, to look at a three-game stretch like this. Dang. Dang, bro. Oh, my God. I am. I am just someone's listening to your podcast, Somebody. right? Somebody. Now, I'm sure. Trev. Shouts out to Trev. Trev, were you the one listening to the podcast? You know, it's a really good question, and I've thought a lot about that. I've been asked that a couple times. Okay. Uh, wow. I guess we haven't – we don't have the answer no. whether or not he's the one that was uh, checking in on that podcast. Could have been Frost. Could have been Barrett Rude. Could have been Barrett. Who heard it, but he doesn't have time. Like, he's prepping the defense. He's not – he doesn't care about you anymore. So no. I did send him – I sent him, hey, your boy, let, your boy was on the tunnel walk last night. What did he say? Oh, he was pumped. And he he simply said, you know, because this is where I'm at with it. I am a superstitious human being. He said, that is awesome. You might as well start negotiating your tunnel walk deal right now. Best <laughs> game we played in four years when ball leads us out. I mean, oh, that is Roots great. The truth, right? <laughs> that is so good. So. One of the things about what you said that was interesting oh boy. was this part. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me to, to, <laughs> to look at a three game stretch like this. Okay. Is that the way that we, we, no, we say that? I don't know why I said it. So you have to go back to 09010 to see a defense that's played this good. Um, we, <laughs> that that's kind of how it goes. Like, remember those years, 2004, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 010. I mean, you have to go back to 09010. <laughs> so I played that for Kelly. I was like, check this out. And I didn't say anything. Like, I'm not going to disparage anything because it's fr frankly out of jealousy. Like, I want to be a part of the tunnel walk. <laughs> And anyone who would mock you for this is just, je it's all jealous. No, it's, it's all warranted, that's, though. It's all that is. No, it's warranted. And I played it for her. And she said, without me saying anything, did he say 010? I mean, you have to go back to 09010. I, when I say I've never said it like that in my life, 010? I mean, you have to go back to 09010. 010? 011? Oh twelve. Can we queue up Carl Polini? You got to go back to oh nine oh ten. Oh, were you in the locker room? I didn't. <laughs> Carl, what do you think about that comment? Are we in the locker room? I didn't see. <laughs> you have to go back to oh nine oh ten. 
you think about it, like, you know, it was a rough year for this country. Oh, 20. I mean, you have to go back to oh, nine, oh, 10. And here's the deal with this. They could have done some creative editing and bailed you out a little bit. Yes. They could have they just could've. said oh nine ten. They could have just said you have to go back to oh nine ten and helped you out. I mean you have to go back to oh nine oh ten to me. <laughs> it's and really not a very well f- phrased sentence. I dr- I say I mean, I say to me, I say oh ten. Let me see if I can help you out here. Hold on. I mean, you have to go back to 0910 to me. See? See? That's, Hell, that's what they could have done. Yes. This is what they should have done. I mean, you have to go back to 0910 to me. <laughs> Thank you. It's the first thing I... Outside of being shell-shocked that it actually made the tunnel walk, internally I was like... The Michael Scott face of like... 010? It's like you make the tunnel walk and you're like... 010! I mean, to me, it is or ten good. <laughs> if you really step back and think about it, the Nebraska Cornhusker video team was so desperate for something that would encourage and fire up their defense that they used something that within the first six, eight seconds has a tremendous grammatical error. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. I mean, gosh. Not impressive. But, bottom line, very cool. Very cool. I mean, I might have to start being like, remember Troy McClure on The Simpsons? Be like, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films. I might just say, hi, I'm Dick Ba. You might remember me from such tunnel walks as 21 021 Northwestern. <laughs> That's it. That's it. From 021. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. Oh, it's just so good. But it's so perfect because you have had misspeaks before. And so they capture something from your podcast and it has something that you wish you could have back. You had a lot of good things, but that's one that you wish you could have. I wish I could have back that one right there. I mean, we need to maybe, they need to have stage is at its biggest, brights are at its lightest under that dramatic music. Didn't let the boys run out, you know? Stage is at its at its biggest and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. I agree. I agree. <sighs> um let me see here. I mean you have to go back to 09010 to me. To 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 look at a three game stretch like this. Stage is at its at its biggest and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Perfect. That would have been great. Hey, would have been great. Husker Sports Network, you know, Memorial Stadium, Husker Vision. You guys have permission to get your stages at its biggest, brights or at its lightest game right. Because it's going to be a big one against Michigan. You need to break Oof. out some good stuff. That's what you need to do. Right. It is going to be a, a big one. I think this is just what our podcast is all about. Um, this is, you know, to use a, a phrase that you like to use, analyzing the tunnel walk for 10 minutes uh, that no one else really saw. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, that's our <laughs> that's our podcast here. Chicken Nick here. It is Husker football season, and Nick, you know what goes great with Husker football? Tailgating. Yes, uh, that is correct. What else? Touchdowns. 
Yes, all of all of that. Yes, touchdowns as well. All of that is accurate. Uh, and uh, Husker football goes great with FNBO, and now you can take both with you wherever you go. FNBO now has three new Husker Visa debit cards to choose from, free with any checking account. These are very cool designs. They've got the Nebraska N, one that says GBR, another one with the tribute to the black shirts, and better yet. As a Husker fan card holder, you are automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. They also have Creighton Blue Jays and Omaha Mavericks cards as well. Plenty of options. Whatever school you pick for your debit card, you'll also get free checks with the university logo on them. And the great thing about FNBO, when you open a checking account, free checking is just that, free. No monthly service fee, no minimum deposit, and no minimum balance requirement. It's your money, so they let you keep it. Imagine that. Yep. FNBO has been around for more than 160 years. They will be there for you with 55,000 ATMs worldwide. It's a great mix of convenience and personalized exceptional service. If you're a fan of our show, please support those who support us. And we are thrilled to partner with FNBO. Visit FNBO.com slash Schick and Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. You know, as as impressive a uh, performance as you will see from Nebraska that you've seen. Since 09-010, probably. Since maybe 11. Probably, maybe 012. I would say it's at least 09 I mean, you have to go back to 09-010 to me. It's it's been at least since 09, 010 Probably. that this uh, this team has played this well. Uh, complete domination, total everything, and uh, you know we can break down plays, but like we said, that's not what this podcast is all about. That's what it's all about. No, that's not what it's all about. So where do you want to go? I mean, let's let's go for a minute or so yeah. on just the, the you know the game and what we saw, and then we'll go big picture right. and, and, and call it a day. Well, I mean. You got to go back to oh nine oh ten. I mean, you have to go back to oh nine oh ten to me. <laughs> Do you think when they were editing that video that Bobby and looked at Sue and went, "That's all right," <laughs> and there was probably some hesitancy, like, "Well, I mean, he said it, and it's you know, it's good and." You know, Trev said we need to use this because it's his favorite podcast. We got to use it. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. All right, put it in. <laughs> it's not right, but you know what he's getting at. And then they're like, just go with it. It was like they didn't know who was in charge of the tunnel walk that week. They're like, oh, you don't have it ready? I was listening to Bahi's podcast. He said something good about the black shirt. <laughs> ba- is that it, Bahi? Yeah, just go with that. Just, just. I don't know, pick something early on. Just throw it in there. Someone sent me a clip from Bodies. (laughs) (laughs) They would never use the audio from a CU grad, right? Like, they would... Like, what if I... Like, maybe I should try something. Maybe I should say something right now, right? Go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm going to say something, and again... For the tunnel walk, you guys can use this. This is a voice of uh, of an ESPN employee. Yes. I mean, it's got to carry something, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. 
this Nebraska football team is playing as well as it's played under Scott Frost. This game against Michigan is going to tell the tale of the season. And let me tell you, Michigan better be ready. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. This is Matt Schick with ESPN. <laughs> okay, guys, Bobby, Sue, whoever you are, take Mr. it. Vision. Go it. with it. Go with and it. I don't think I don't think there was a grammatical error. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. Okay. I mean, you got to go back to oh twelve since Nebraska has <laughs> beaten Michigan in Lincoln. Is that what it is? It's been a long time. It's been a it's been a very long time. I'm surprised Nebraska is not in the top twenty five, but you know, whatever, guys. Uh, whatever you AP voters, whatever you want to do. Jerk stores. With they're, that. they're jerk stores. No, it's. I mean, Chick. Northwestern obviously is not great this year, but they're still the reigning Big Ten West champs. They still have a guy in Pat Fitzgerald who what happened to his team on Saturday night, basically that doesn't happen, right? Like they don't get gashed like that. So I don't know how you're not wildly impressed with what you saw. Absolutely. the That's the, not only is that, the best and most complete game in the in the Scott Frost era. All jokes aside, you got to go back to oh nine oh ten since a more complete game. I'm tr- I'm trying to it chick really rack your brain. You have to go back to oh nine oh ten to me. <laughs> there we go. Same same thing. I mean, you have to go. Here you go for the next ton of us. That Northwestern game. I mean, you have to go back to oh nine oh ten since you've seen a more complete game to me. I mean, you have to go back to oh nine oh ten to me. There you go. The new tunnel walk. But seriously, Shick, like, go through, go, I'm just going through the Rolodex of, like, games where Nebraska's dominated. You're hard-pressed to see a better combination of lockdown defense, incredible offense, big plays, running the ball, multiple guys involved, than, than that game. So, and, and it seems like, and we'll see, but it seems like they found a little something in some changes in the offensive line. Moving in Teddy Prohaska and Nuelli on that left side of the line. It it appeared to me that they they ran more option than they had run in a lot of the, the previous games. And Jacquez Yant, the big fella, came in and looked like the best running back on the team. And now it looks like you have a pretty good combination in Ramir Johnson and and Yant and Oliver Martin's healthy. Betts is back on the field. It, it was a, uh, it was it was domination. They could have Schick, They could have hung eighty. They could have hung seventy-seven points if they wanted to. They pulled Martinez and basically called the dogs off with about nine minutes to go in the third quarter. They played their third-string quarterback, basically their fourth-string quarterback because. Harburg's probably the third guy, but they were putting in Matt Masker at the end of the game. I mean, it was it was domination. And Anytime you have someone from Kearney, Nebraska, playing quarterback for Nebraska, things are either in hand or out of hand. <laughs> and in this case, they were very much in hand. So, yeah, it's finally played a clean game. There were zero penalties in the first half. A great way to fix the punting problem is to never punt. Just don't punt. I got, a, I got an idea. Just solution. never punt. It's a great solution. <laughs> I was joking weeks ago that either on fourth down, you are going for it every time, or 
when you get a touchdown, you're going for two every time. Like that's I just agree. take the kicking game out of it. Just done. Take it out of it. Just no more kicking. Go for it. Go for two. Go for it on fourth down. So yeah, I, I'm a part of me feel. I think there's been some people that roll their eyes at this. Like I kind of felt like you could feel this coming a little bit. Where to me, this team was a lot better than its two and three record. They are a competent kicking game away from from having won back to back games on the road. We talked about it last week against top twenty five teams. You you saw what that what it looks like when you put it all together. Now it's going to be a totally different animal when Michigan comes to town, obviously. But still, that was a straight-up butt-kicking you saw on Saturday. Just a total butt-kicking. I don't know the last time they outgained someone on the ground by nearly 400 yards. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it was 427 to 37 on the ground, 657 to 293 total yards. It was just a decimation in every single way. Most points in a conference game since joining the Big Ten in 2011. So... There's a lot to be positive about. And I, I, one of the main things I took away from it is Nebraska needs more night home games, and they need them now. Mm-hmm. And next week against Michigan is perfect. Like that atmosphere last night, there's just something about playing at night. That's why, it's, oh, it's tough to win at LSU at night. It's tough to play here at night. Nebraska, the better they get, the more night games they're going to play, and it's a domino thing. It'll just keep going because, yes, they've lost games at night before and they've got railroaded at night. I get all of that. We've seen big games before. But that atmosphere for a team that is two and three entering the game, two and three. Like, if I, I was saying this to my wife watching the game, I go, if I'm a recruit, and they, they're not going to have a huge recruiting class, right? But there were some on the sidelines, there were some big names. The easy sell is, guys, look at this crowd and look at our record. Imagine what it will be like when we turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. There's no place with a record of two and three that would sound like that and look like that. And then you have the pyrotechnics and the, the flames and the red. You know, This is that like cool. SEC stuff that yeah. they're doing with the lighting. And stuff. Right, it's really right. good. That end of the third quarter thing was really cool. It's really really cool. And and you can't do that if you're in the day, right? It's like, exactly. Look at those lights, guys. What? You could imagine what it would be like. <laughs> ah. You have to close your eyes and imagine this. Guys, flicker the lights a little bit. It's sunny out. It's 80 degrees. This is flicker. Imagine flicker. that. Imagine. Be pretty cool. Guys, hit that flame there. Oh, gosh, it's 90 degrees. Now it's 110 ah. with those flames. So that was one of the things that came away with. The other thing was that... The big shadow that has been cast over this season is strictly about yeah the intricacies of special teams and all that, but it's the loss to Illinois. Yes. The loss to Illinois has colored the way that you think about this team and the way that it happened. Put yourself in a spot where Nebraska had won that game, plays well against Oklahoma and loses, loses on one play against Michigan State, and absolutely hammers Northwestern like they did last night, but just change the outcome of the Illinois game. How are you feeling about this team? You're That's feeling really yep. stinking good about this you're, team. You're so right. That's the game. It's why we painted it as such an important game leading up to it. That's the 
That's the stinker that is hanging over all of this. Because if you win that game, the whole climate and nature around the conversations around the program is different throughout the season. The way you feel about the team is different. And, I mean, and obviously the record You're looks four a whole lot two with losses, a last-second loss against Michigan State that shouldn't happen that way in overtime with one play when you dominated an Oklahoma team that you hung with and, frankly, had every opportunity to, to win. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's the Illinois is the yeah, but aspect of this season where it's, yeah, they look awesome. Yeah, but that Illinois game. It's like, okay, because a lot of national folks turned the page on Nebraska at that time, and then they see Oklahoma, like, well, you still lost. And then Michigan State, oh, here Nebraska goes again. And then you do what you're supposed to do against a team like Northwestern, which, yeah, they're not a good team, but – Nebraska in the Big Ten doesn't do – like, they haven't done that, what no. they did. And that still doesn't – that do, teams don't do that to Northwestern. Right. They just don't do that very much to Northwestern. It just doesn't happen. You just you don't see that a ton in conference games not involving Ohio State or Bama. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. see that in conference play a ton. And so, you know, you go back to last season in 2020. What's lost with Nebraska? I mean, look up in the crowd. Look at what you had in this atmosphere Saturday night and – you realize, like, the defense was playing like they were playing for a conference title, right? At the, on both sides of the ball. You wouldn't think they're two and three. No. So that says a lot about what's going on behind the scenes. I was just going to say that. I, th- I think one of the big takeaways, if if you want to get into the intangible aspect of it, sure, there were changes on the offensive line and Yant. Those are tangible things that were different. But I think you have to feel really good that this is a team that was two and three, two straight gut punch losses, and they came out and their energy level, their emotion, their their fight, all those sort of terms you want to throw at it were off the charts good, which shows you they're still all in, they're still fighting for each other, they still believe, and that's why I, I think the the further I get removed from my playing days, the more important I think confidence is and I'm I'm not I'm talking about confidence from having thing good things happen in a game and I can't help but feel like those especially the offensive side of the ball the defense is already feeling pretty good about themselves hopefully that's a game that can spark the confidence from that side of the ball to kind of get it rolling here I mean you're not going to go hang 56 on Michigan or anything like that but Man, the, all of a sudden it looked like Central Florida out there, did it not? You had these the the play calling, the schemes, the guys running free, the big plays, bets running down the sideline for eighty yards, Yant with a big long run, stiff arm, and guys long balls to Ture multiple times. Like all of a sudden, you saw this ex- what everyone thought you'd see with this offense, and so I just you hope that the confidence aspect of this thing that was kind of lit up a little bit for this team. Yeah. It it just it feels that way and Scott Frost is talking about not being able to get the ball rolling with wins. It's rare that you've seen the ball rolling within a game like this where it just it was an avalanche of things and and so now you get this win, we'll see if you can string a couple together and and that would involve beating a top 10 team in Michigan. But it feels like and I don't want to you don't want to get too far out in front of this thing. But my knee-jerk reaction watching Nebraska, and I watched the entire Michigan-Wisconsin game, my initial reaction 
after digesting both and watching all four quarters of both, is that Nebraska is going to beat Michigan Saturday night. And I haven't felt that way about Nebraska in a while against a decent team. You're like, I'm feeling pretty good about this. But the recipes are all there where you think about spots, right? Nebraska's gotten better, coming off huge momentum. They're going to try and recapture some of that as they run out of the field. It's going to feel the same. The juices are going to be flowing even more. You've got both sides playing at an elite, uh, really an elite level after this game. Confidence is soaring high. And then the spot of Michigan where they just went on the road to Wisconsin and feel like they accomplished something really important, which they did. You know, they improved to 5-0. and They went in a place that they haven't won in 20 years. And they, they get that win. And now they're going to come to Nebraska and look at the record and go, well, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see. And Nebraska checks the box at quarterback, has the quarterback advantage. Offensive line is Michigan's got a little bit more of an advantage because they've been able to run the ball a little more consistently this year, maybe better running backs. But Nebraska is, is trending in the right spot where I think this is going to be a really competitive game. And this is going to be the next step for Nebraska. The next step for Nebraska is to win a close game against a good team. That's the next step, and I do think it happens on Saturday. I, I you know, you hate to, you hate to go there, but I'm right there with you. I watched, a, I've watched a, a pretty good amount of Michigan. I watched a lot of the game against Wisconsin. That's a heck of a team, right? Well coached. They're good. I just, I think this Nebraska team. It's been weird to say it because they're they've been losing, right? Like. But you just have see, you see it on defense, and you've seen flashes of it on offense, and they're they're now healthy on that side of the ball. They all of a sudden got a an interesting X factor, a new toy at that running back spot that is a unique player. He's got size. He's got more elusiveness than his size would maybe make you believe. I think, like you said, what this is going to be the best home atmosphere since probably the 2014 Miami game, where it was the 20-year yeah. anniversary of the 94 title game. It was rocking in there. It was a night game. Amir Abdullah played great. Randy Gregory was awesome in Nebraska. Won. I think it was 41-31. 644 days, <laughs> something like that. I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. But I, I just... I don't know, Schick. I I don't think that this is a weird comment and kind of a like nobody's beaten Nebraska this year. It's fair to say. I know what you're getting at. You know I what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a fair comment. Yeah. I just I, we're at the point where they're they've played top twenty five teams and that like the Oklahoma game, I don't necessarily look at it like Oklahoma beat them. Michigan State beat them. Even Illinois. It's like I don't know if I, – I feel like that was more Nebraska and their undoing to themselves than, than Illinois. Well, well look what at what Illinois has become. Right. I mean, you escape against Charlotte. You get a loss against UTSA, which is a pretty good team, but you lose to Purdue. You can't score 10 points against Purdue. Like You, you can kind of see what these teams have become, so you know what the potential was at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, I think that's, I think that's more than a fair statement to me. So I guess I, I say that to just say that – I, I feel something with this team and this program that I haven't felt in a while where 
anybody not named Bama and Georgia, and I you can throw Ohio State in there, although I don't think this is, you know, the Chase Young, Justin Fields kind of Ohio State team. I'm not Nebraska to me right now can step on the field with anybody not named Bama and Georgia, and I'm not terrified that they're going to get embarrassed. Like I think they belong on that field. Now, hear me in my. I'm not saying they can. Be, they're going to beat. You know, they're the third or fourth best team in the country. Of that's ridiculous to say. Totally ridiculous. But what I'm saying is they got the horses to me to be to belong on the field. They're going to look like they belong on the field with Michigan. Now, will they win? I don't know. I, who knows? I lean towards I think they're that Nebraska is going to get it done. But I know this, I'm not uh you know there was an element just a couple of weeks ago of that feeling of when Nebraska was going to Norman, Oklahoma of everybody going just don't get embarrassed, just hang in there, right? Sure, like yeah, I was guilty sure. of saying that. Here we are 3 weeks later and I don't I that part of my brain isn't isn't operating with well, with that thought now. Yeah, and part of it too is there are no elite teams in this sport right now outside of Bama and Georgia. Yeah. And I think you can make those comments because of what they have in the trenches and we saw what Bama did against Ole Miss, but outside of that, and again, maybe I think those two teams are beatable. Maybe the joke is, yeah, one can beat the other. Fine. Mm-hmm. We'll see in the playoff if if both of those teams meet up or in the SEC Championship game. But there's just a lot of teams that are grouped together. Teams that have a bunch of guys with an extra year of eligibility, coming off a COVID year, and a lot of confidence and familiarity here. And, you know, with going up against Michigan next week, Aiden Hutchinson, you have to account for him. You have to be assured on your left tackle. Whoever's playing left tackle, whoever's going to chip, that is going to be a key part. Blake Corum is a dynamic running back who I saw in the Under Armour All-America game. He's fantastic. Daxton Hill injured Graham Mertz. He's a guy in the back end you got to watch. That defense is, is pretty good. I'm more concerned about the defense than the offense uh, for Michigan. But I, I think that I'm with you. I think that you will find in this game, because of the trajectory of where they're at, that Nebraska will show that they belong. And to your point, it's going to be about just make – if Michigan's going to beat you, make them beat you. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick time out from this fantastic podcast to talk to you guys about teammates. Schick, everybody needs a teammate. And that's what Coach Osborne knew when he dreamed up this outstanding organization. Teammates is a school-based mentoring program where mentors and mentees meet in school once a week to build a friendship. In a recent survey, almost 90% of mentees say they are proud to be in teammates. And here's the thing. Teammates serves all kids, Schick. Any kid, grades 3 through 12, can be a mentee. You should head to teammates.org. You can click on school-based mentoring to see what teammates can do for students in your district. You can apply to be a mentor or find training and resources You can see how your support impacts thousands of matches by how your donations uh, help out. You can, for current, there are current college matches as well with documentation of meetings and resources. So check that out at teammates.org.
And due to the pandemic, there are thousands of kids who have had to wait a year or two for a mentor. So now is the time to apply. Go to teammates.org. That's teammates.org. I think as long as Nebraska's offensive line, they, they can stack performances of, okay, they played good against Northwestern. Can they follow that up with another solid performance? Because I think what you saw on Saturday was what this whole thing can look like if the offensive line plays at a pretty good level and they're not making just the laughable high school junior varsity mistakes. Like, it's a pretty good defense. It's a pretty dang good quarterback. And with with Yant in the equation and a full, healthy arsenal of weapons – I think the picture of Ture and Martin and Manning and Betts and Allen and Vokalek and Yant and Ramir Johnson with a guy like Martinez kind of dealing cards for them all, like that's a that's a decent-looking offense that I think could pose some problems. And they're unique now, Schick. Like that's the other – I think they maybe found a little something with – it seemed like you saw more of that wide receiver motion into it's like the like a diamond formation yes. or something, right? He yeah. Can, yes. Where, like you know, it'd be, you know, kind of a shotgun, Ramir to his right or Yant or whoever, motion someone into the backfield, and now you run an option. And it's it's a unique thing to try to stop, especially when you've got a guy like Martinez who's that dynamic. And so – yeah, they're intriguing, man. I mean, I think this season just got wildly interesting, and you get a huge game on Saturday night in Lincoln now. You give a little look. You know, you're giving Michigan something to look at, give them a lot to look at on film, and then in the second half you pull your your starting quarterback. So what do you read into that? Just some big plays. They weren't on the field a ton in that first half or past the first half, so that's, that's a good thing. Teddy Prohaska started at left tackle. Okay, yeah. true freshman. Freshman. His matchup with Aiden Hutchinson, that would concern me. Well, of right? course, yes. That would concern me. The mobility of Martinez is the counter, right, is the counter to that. Um, and, you know, you had Ramir uh, blocking a little bit back there, just knowing what to do and help out. They're just going to have to help on that side. They're no, just no doubt. going to have to in this game for this to go well for Nebraska. But, yeah. I'm with you. I think it's a it's an intriguing matchup. My son, actually, my oldest, he turns 11 at the end of this month, uh, turned 10 last year, and uh, that's an obvious statement to make, but I'm saying that because my father-in-law wants to take each of my kids that turn 10 as a gift to a Nebraska game. And this is they couldn't go last year, so they're doing it this year, and they're going to the Michigan. Oh, my gosh. So that is going to be my oldest son's first college football experience is going to be Nebraska dude. at night at home against Michigan. Can you say spoiled? Can, right? Can dude, you? does Cohen get it? Are you going to have to eat Lucky Charms with them every morning and be like, you are not only eating Lucky Charms, but you are lucky <laughs> that you are checking this game out. This doesn't come along very often, no. right? I, I was like going into this game, like, I hope they play well. I hope they – and now you go into this game going, you could see something pretty special here if they come out, perform well, and, be and get a win. Yeah. So my wife, uh, Kelly, and him are flying, just them. They're going, I'll be back with the other three kids God, for, from exciting. Wednesday through Sunday. And they're going to enjoy the game, and Woo. I'm, I'm going to be back here watching. So Woo. he will have been to one more game than you this year. That's right. But <laughs> – has he been on the tunnel walk? 
Hey, Cole, talk to me when you lead the team out of the tunnel walk with your boys, right? You know, he's been on this earth for a long time. Um, you know, he's going to turn 11, but he's he was born in 010. I mean, you have to go back to 09, 010 to me. <laughs> he's born the last time that, you know, that Nebraska defense was this good. That's 09, it. 010. That's it. So, I think that'll wrap it up. Yeah. I don't think we have much more to say or do. Nah, we covered it all. Point. Yeah, big picture college football. I will say, I can I long for playoff expansion for one of these simple reasons. So that we can stop doing the Cincinnati has to blow everybody out. Yeah. If they run the table to get in. Like, is that one of the more and I get it because it's four teams, but I'm done having that conversation. I can't stand the style points that teams have to do. Even if they win out, like you got to win, but you got to put up style points. That means there aren't enough teams being included. If that's what's happening, you don't need to. I mean, I don't even get me started on it. I mean, it's just so silly. It really is. Where we're living in a world where we're talking about style points, and again, let's just you go back to the NCAA tournament. It's the beauty of the tournament where assumptions don't need to be about don't need to be made about who can beat who and who even should be involved get a chance to be in it. It's just stupid. So I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, let's the subjectivity of it there all. Of, well, you better look good for that 13 person committee. They just beat Notre Dame on the road, a place where they you never win or any team wins. And you go out, you do that, and if they run the table, they should get in. The Big Ten is going to have something to say about that. Georgia, Alabama, if they went out, get to the SEC championship game undefeated, you have to put both of them Agree. in. Agree? You have to put both Agree. of them in. Now, what happens with Iowa, Penn State? What happens with that outcome? Penn State's then going to play Ohio State. If Ohio State loses, they're done no matter what. If they beat Penn State, but does Penn State have a loss? Do they lose to Iowa? All of those dominoes where there is a scenario where you could have two very deserving Big Ten teams two very deserving SEC teams and Cincinnati hanging out there no as an undefeated. Question. Which is why you need to expand <laughs> this year. <laughs> Just add the plus one uh, this year. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, we're done. And uh, the podcast is over. It's probably the best podcast we've had uh, on this show since uh, probably 09010. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. I'm not happy about that. Shit and Nick. Yeah. Shit and Nick. Yeah. Shit and Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Obviously, it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. A Huda Media Production.